At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. We have another female on the podcast. They're coming out of the woodwork. All over the place in the trades. Her name is Jessica Bannister. She's out in British Columbia, Canada, close to the Vancouver area, which is a very beautiful place in the world if you've never seen it before. It's, it's very beautiful out there. Now, Jessica works as a first-year apprentice within... Her family business her father owns a company her brother works there they plan on taking over the business when her father retires so we're going to talk to jessica about her journey so far what she does in the field what she's noticed things that that she does within the family business to keep things separated from from family and business because a lot of people don't like to involve family and business together but sometimes you have to when you're when you grow up within a family business and you want to be part of it, you have to learn how to separate those things. So we're we're going to talk a lot about that with Jessica, and we're going to get right to it. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know It All podcast, recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Hey Jess, what's up? Hey Gary, thanks for having me here. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for agreeing to uh, be interviewed by me. Um, like like most, some some have failed, some have succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see where it go we'll see where it goes from here but i i've been uh looking at some of your stuff on instagram and you've been doing um a lot of cool stuff like you have some good content you have some some really good and raw photos of you out in the field doing some some work and uh i'm like yeah we got to talk to this girl and, and find out what she's all about how she got in the trade and 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 all that kind of good stuff so Let's Thank let's you. kind of start with with where you're located and, and all that kind of stuff. Yes, sure. So I am in a small suburb of Vancouver in BC. It's called Port Coquitlam. It's part of the Tri Cities um, group of cities around here. And yeah, that's where I'm at. So BC is uh, it's a very beautiful province. Like I've been to Vancouver years and years and years ago i was like i think it was nine years old when i was there but i remember vividly i remember the place we were staying was was right on the i think it was right around the a marina and you could see the mountains in the background and it was just it was just so beautiful so where where you are i guess you have that mountain view as well sure do we are so lucky in british columbia we've got the best of everything uh, you can drive 20 minutes and be at the beach surfing and another twenty minutes, you'll be on the mountain skiing or snowboarding. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah that's that's what i'm pretty sure that that's what ben said you know like bam bam from from instagram yes yes yeah he's he's from the same area and and i'm pretty sure that that's what he said as well is is you have that variety of of uh of leisurely like activities around you and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and the yeah. nature that's around here is also incredible. We're so, so lucky. We've got so many hikes and trails around here. I love it in BC. It's expensive though, isn't it? A little bit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very expensive from what I hear, but Toronto's expensive too. So, I mean, you just, that, that's why, that's why I live like an hour and 20 minutes North of, of the city. So, yeah. um, we can actually afford to live anyway. So let's get into you and, and what you're all about and, and sort of your journey till this point. So you're an apprentice still, right? Yes. I'm still okay. a first year apprentice. Oh, you're still, you're only first year. So yes. <laughs> that's even more impressive because some of the things you're, you're doing out there, um, I wasn't doing when I was a first year apprentice, I was still getting yelled at by my boss. <laughs> Well, I'm very lucky. I'm, I work with my family, so it's it's very small, and we're lucky that we have a variety of different work. We we don't do residential anymore, but we have such a variety of commercial and industrial clients that we're we're in such cool places and interesting places that I'm yeah, I love the variety in this job. So, like, what um what made you? get into the trade? Is it because your your family's in, already in the business? Yeah. So I'll start back a little bit. My dad has been an HVAC or we call it a refrigeration mechanic for as long as I've been alive. He was actually mm-hmm. an apprentice for his stepdad back in 1979 in South Africa. Wow. Um, yeah. And so he's always had his own business back in South Africa. When we moved to Canada, he opened cam cool refrigeration is where i work now my brother followed in his footsteps and went into the trade immediately after high school but the trade was never offered to me as a career choice okay it was just assumed that i would go to university and get a corporate or office type job which i did and i spent about 10 years in um, corporate finance in downtown vancouver until i finally joined the family business and honestly when i joined the family business I was in the office for a good year because I'm a girl and that's where I belong, <laughs> right? But yeah. I was having a very difficult time, even with the the language in the industry. I, When I first started, I had no idea the difference between a compressor and a capillary tube and a contactor and a capacitor. There are always all these C words that sound the same to me. Mm-hmm. And if I, the intention is for my brother and I to take over my dad's business when he retires and if I'm going to be in this industry, I need to know something about it. Yes. So I asked to go on to some jobs with my dad and my brother. Uh, it took me maybe two outings before I was like, I love this. This is so exciting and different. I'm climbing ladders and I'm on roofs and I'm seeing different industries. And, you know, I want to be part of this. So I registered as an apprentice in British Columbia and here I am. That's that's cool. So, did you were you born in South Africa as well and grow up there? Yes, actually in in November of this year, we will have lived in Canada for 20 years. We moved in November of the year 2000 from South Africa. Okay, because to be honest with you, like I I can hear a little bit of that South African accent when yeah. when you speak. Yeah. Right? So, um 
you, you don't have the the full the full on Canadian accent yet. <laughs> no, it's it's quite a hybrid, and yeah, I still get. Yeah. Uh, my husband likes to poke fun at me every once in a while when I I let a word slip. <laughs> That's cool. So you're you're in your own van. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, am I f- safe to assume that? Yes. Okay, and are you running like your own service calls and installations and stuff like that? So as a first year, I am at, at the moment, I'm just doing maintenance services by myself mm-hmm. and also very basic repairs. Okay. Uh, haven't gone to, into the troubleshooting part of it yet, which I, I just I need some more practice in that because <laughs> um, that kind of gets me sometimes. But I also forget that I am just first year. I, I still got a lot to learn. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember my first year and I, I felt like a, um, I don't know, I, I felt like a deer in the headlights just because mm-hmm. everything was so new and I was being hit with so much information and, and different job sites and different scenarios. And like, I, at first I didn't think I'd be able to handle it just because it was so like, I, I came out of school feeling so confident in myself because I had done well in school with the mm-hmm. book stuff. Right. And and we did a little bit of hands-on with tools and stuff, but I never really had a grasp on how to use tools properly. So that was that was a, a learning curve for me. But it literally took me, I would say, about three years in the field before I started to feel semi-comfortable mm-hmm. being in the field. And I kind of remember a turning point for me where I just felt like, my boss had enough of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he just, I, I felt like he had enough of me, like um, just being a guy that just follows technicians around or mechanics around and not really pulling weight. Yeah. And he was looking at me having this conversation with me. And I said to him, I said, but you haven't really given me a chance yet. Yes. And he goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, when, when have you sent me on my own maintenance? He's like, oh, good point. I'm like, how about you send me on a couple of small maintenances and see what happens? And that's when, that's kind of when I, I kind of said, you know what? I, I can tell in his eyes and his demeanor that he was not, not like, not unimpressed, but he was not fully impressed with how I've been to that, to that point. And I'm like, I better change that and do something about it. And that's when I really started getting serious yeah. ab- about things. Um, so I'm glad and I think that's a maturity thing too, because I was only like 20 years old when I first came in yeah, to, yeah. To, to the industry, right? And and I mean, like, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I, I'm i 36 now. Uh, and okay. I've been with this company for two, maybe three years now. Yeah. So, so I mean, there, there's there's a maturity thing that comes into play. Yeah. Like you've, you've gone past that stage of being in your early 20s and and you've matured to the point where, yeah, you you know what it takes to go out there mentally, yeah. right? Now you just have to apply and execute yourself out in the field. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's funny you mentioned just the hands-on. You haven't been given the opportunity to to do that yet. It's it's funny because um, working with my dad, it's, it's a little bit like that too. He's very hands-on still. And sometimes I'm like, move out of the way. Give me a turn. I want to kind of prove myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what are you enjoying the most like out, out in the field right now? Like what, what are you um, liking about being out with the tools? Like give us some uh, scenarios that you enjoy. 
Yeah, I, I think the biggest one for me is the variety of work. I, mm-hmm. Every single day is different. Some days I could be on rooftops. Some days I could be on a commercial kitchen floor, you know, cleaning a condenser coil. I could be in a cement factory or a cardboard manufacturer. I just such variety. And I, I love that in my in my daily days. Also, because I still do all of the administration for our company, I do all the bookkeeping and the networking and all of that stuff, too. So that that is included in the variety of my general job. Mm hmm. So you're doing you kind of a double agent. You're do, you're doing infield work and you're still doing administrative work as well. Yeah. Well, we're really small. We're a really tiny yep. company. So yep. kind of got to do it all. And with my background in office administration, it's kind of natural. And I enjoy that part as well a little bit. Not as much as being out in the field, but it still has to get done. Yeah. And, and I think that because you're doing both, when you are ready to take over the company, you're going to have the experience of, of both sides. And that's going to be so valuable to you once once you and your brother actually take over the company from your dad. I think so. Yeah, it's going to position me really well for that. Because that's that's what I, I find with a lot of technicians that go out and start their own companies. They're very good on the tools and troubleshooting and installing and stuff like that. But they don't know the business end of things. And that's a real struggle struggle for them. So the fact that you're going through that now and learning it um, now when you're ready to when you're ready to take the reins, you're going to be well prepared for it. I hope so. so your brother how long has your brother been in in the the field for he's been a qualified journeyman for about 12 years okay and the dynamic is interest is is interesting because he's five years younger than me wow and so so he what is his his latest thing he calls himself his he calls himself my mentor (laughs) which is fun so i'm i'm learning from him um and he's very detail oriented and he wants things done properly and exact the way he wants it. So mm-hmm. I think I'm learning from from someone good, but it's it, the dynamic is interesting. Now, do you like because it's family and um you can be forthcoming if if you like. Mm-hmm. And sometimes family gets gets really in in the face of one another and can be really blunt and tell you how it is and um like how are you guys together when you work with, with family because I know some people that will that will never work with family just because yeah. the old adage money and bloody don't money money and bloody money and blood <laughs> don't mix money and blood don't mix and a lot of people they, they stay true to that because I mean if you get into business with uh, a friend or an acquaintance and an acquaintance and it doesn't work mm-hmm. I mean you, you just move on but if you get into business with a family and things don't go well that could re- cause a real wrench in family going forward for many, many years. So how are you guys working together and and getting through that? We're very lucky. We have a really good working relationship and um, we we certainly have our our times with each other. But I find that whenever we have a disagreement on whatever it is, we we always can get past it. So the next day it's 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 gone and we're moving on and focusing on the job. In the three years that I've been working beside them, we haven't ever had a, a major issue that is going to cause trouble for us. We just, we know that there's the business side of things and there's the family side of things mm-hmm. and that we we have that 
ability to separate those. I think we're very, we're very lucky. We're very um, tight knit family. It was funny. My brother, he was uh, under the weather yesterday, so he took the day off of work. But we still, we still spoke on the phone for an hour together. So we just, we're, we're good communicators with each other, and luckily, it works. Well, yeah, it, it would have to, I think, if you guys are going to commit, right? Um, yeah. And 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 I think maybe, I think maybe because your dad has worked in the field for so long and with his stepdad, he probably has a handle on how, how he should, how he should interact with you guys. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the business side of things, he probably has a strong handle on that. And, and, and it tells me that he's a good leader because if the, the way you're talking about how you guys operate tells me that you've been taught well and, and, and you're led well. And I think a lot of that probably comes from your father, right? All right, so I mentioned last podcast that Navac is having a bit of a promo going on right now. Till August 30th, you buy a qualifying vacuum pump, you're going to get a couple of free gifts. You're going to get your choice of large hoses, large diameter hoses, 3 8 or half inch, and also core removal tool as well. So if you go to navacglobal.com, you'll be able to see more information on that. You buy a qualifying pump, prove your purchase to them nobody's going to give you stuff without proof of purchase and then you'll get your free gifts afterwards that's till august 30th guys so i mean it is it is a good deal and everybody's pulling with large diameter hoses these days with the cores out for speedy recovery time so check it out when you have some time i talked about supco last podcast and i had a conversation with a couple of people at supco this week and we're going to get to the bottom of when and where and how and why uh, to use a hard start kit. Now, a lot of people are want to go back with the correct uh, potential relay and, and correct start capacitor and all that kind of stuff, and that is totally fine. Okay, that is totally fine, and I do not disagree with that whatsoever. But you're going to come to a, a point in a call or a job where you show up and you have a compressor locked out or it's not running, the customer needs it back up and running. So a hard start kit is something that can get you out of a jam and it, they really work for what they're intended to do is, is to get that compressor up and running again, especially in an emergency situation if you have failed starting components. So that's what we're trying to get to the bottom of is when and where and how and, and which ones you use and what applications. So stay tuned for content on that coming up real soon. YJ, so their digital torque wrench is super cool. And if you guys are in the in the business of, of putting in mini splits and VRFs and all that kind of stuff, in the manuals, it has torque specs for those torque, those flare nuts, right? So you want to torque them to the right spec. A lot of people say, ah, just reef them till they're tight. Well, if you reef them too tight, you can actually manipulate the flare a little bit, right? You can actually distort it just a touch. So that's why there are torque specs. So that's what the YJ Digital Torque Wrench is good for. So you get your torque exactly where it needs to be. So check that out at yellowjacket.com. And again, what more can I say about the Blue On app? Phenomenal app, 25,000 unit manuals on there, toolboxes, calculators, uh, tech support with an under two minute wait time for anything under the sun that's air conditioning, not just on 
conversion instructions or conversion help to their TDX20 R2, R22 replacement. So download the app, get your tier one accreditation and get access to all the good stuff that the app includes. Let's get back to Jess. Yeah, and I have to say, he, that man has got patience of a saint. <laughs> he he puts up with a lot, um, and he, you know, we we give him some some trouble sometimes, some little challenges. <laughs> but he's he's just so patient and so level headed about everything. I have never seen him get uh, frustrated or upset about something yet. Whereas I see my brother and myself, we kind of lose ourselves a little bit when we're frustrated and, you know, trying to solve something. And he's, dad is just level-headed all the time. That, that is, that is, um, that's a, that's a, an attribute really, because mm-hmm. patience is, um, my father always used to say patience, or he still says it, or I haven't heard him say it in a while. <laughs> he says patience <laughs> is a virtue. And yeah. um, if, if you can have a lot of patience, First of all, you're going to create a better scenario for yourself because you're not going to be all stressed out and 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 panicking and stuff and that is going to that's that's going to run downhill to whoever you're working with and oh, um or whoever's work, working for you and mm-hmm. that 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 is that's a leadership quality is is patience in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm very lucky. My dad is a is a great man. Sounds like it. So as far as um tools go since since you're new to the to the industry and in your first year what sort of tools did you go out and and get yourself just so you're equipped for for the daily um cycle yeah luckily i haven't had to put out a lot of money at all really um because there's our our family business is just the three of us right now Mm mm-hmm and so we kind of have two trucks that are kitted out. And luckily, I just kind of inherited the truck. <laughs> so a lot of the tools come from my my brother or uh, even, okay. it's crazy to say, but my dad is still using some of the tools that he used when he was an apprentice. There are 40-year-old wow. plus tools that I just think that's so cool. What's what's he got that's 40 years old? I'd love to know. Yeah. So he's got this um, this Bonnie socket set. That he was okay. given when he was 21 years old, which uh-huh. is pretty cool. Um, some of his pipe benders come from back in the day. And he's got this little imperial pipe cutter that is also 40 years old. And it still wow. goes like, yeah, it's great. Although we did just upgrade to some Navac tools. And the, uh-huh. the, the new Navac pipe cutter is top notch. It's good. <laughs> which which one do you have? Is it the the one with the two wheels in it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, a little I, clunky, I, but it works really well. Yeah. I, I have the same one and I like how it's got the two the, or it's, it's got, sorry, I, I can't remember. I'm trying to envision it in my head. I, th- I think it's got multiple wheels on it, not just one, two big ones, like some mm. of the older ones have. Yeah. And I think that helps, helps with the rotation a lot. Better. Yeah. I've, I, I believe I have the same one too. So, nice. so old, old tools, 40 year old tools, I guess they don't make them nowadays like they like they used to if if he still got these or he probably just kept really well care like he took care of them really well right yeah he really does take care of his tools which is which is good and it's good uh, for us to learn as well because you know how expensive tools can get Mm -hmm. um yeah oh they're in the rain oh i gotta wipe them down (laughs) he takes very good care of them that's the reason i asked you about the tools because i get a lot of messages from 
a lot of people that are starting out asking me what sort of tools they should buy mm-hmm. to, for the daily kind of grind um, of of going out there and being a helper or potentially being a second person on an install or something like that yeah. because it it sucks to not have the right tools on the job and you got to borrow them off of people because yeah. trust me i've uh i've been up on a roof with an apprentice and i'm like hey your uh, nut driver looks better than mine i'm <laughs> i'm gonna use yours but i mean as as a new as a new person in the field i remember being um in my first couple of years working with one particular journeyman and he hated my tools oh. like he hate he would he would pull them out and try to like uh, strip wire but then the wire wouldn't strip because they were all like <laughs> rusted and and they weren't sharp enough to strip wire so oh, no. so through the years obviously you you upgrade and stuff but i thought i would ask you just because i know a lot of people are like they want to know what sort of tools they should buy off off the hop just to get yeah. them going well i mean i would say i've got tools that live in my pants i would say those are essential like a flashlight and a, a pocket knife and mm-hmm. a multi screwdriver set Keep those in your pants at all times. Oh, and a notebook too. <laughs> so you have uh, like, do you wear like cargo pants and keep them in the side pocket? Yeah, I've got a pair of Carhartts. I had to, I had to order them, especially online because Mar- we have Mark's work warehouse out here where we get our um, our trade gear and stuff, and they're very, very limited in the women's section. So I had to order it from Carhartt. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of the cargo pants too, but I, what I. F- because of the, the side pockets, it's just easy to put stuff in there. But what I find is that I'd end up like I, I've got six pockets in my pants and then I've got a pocket in my shirt. And then in the winter or fall, then you're wearing a jacket and you've got pockets. Yep. And I never remember what pocket I put things in. So I'm, I'm looking <laughs> for things. Continuously tapping yourself down. <laughs> yeah. It looks like I'm doing a little dance trying to find the, the, the tool. And then when I get home, I'll find things in my pockets and I'll put them as I'm, before I have a shower, I'll put them on the bathroom counter and then the next day I go to work and I forget them. Yep. Yep. So mm-hmm. the, the pocket thing is like, uh, it's a little polarizing for me cause I enjoy them, but they, they become uh, a nuisance at times as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should see when I uh, wash <clears throat> my pants there, the pile of things that come out of the pockets, random screws and wire nuts and things like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what um, comes out of my dryer, actually. Oh, no. And, and my, my wife yells at me. Yeah. So she's like, go through your pants. And I'm like, well, I thought I did. <laughs> there's screws, electrical tape. There's um, there's like insulated connectors. Yeah. And I've seen all, pictures online of guys going, um, yeah, this is what I collected in, in my pants for an entire year. And then they unfold this big, oh, huge, word. like... Um, cloth that they've got it all wrapped up in it's just like tons of random stuff that you would that you would use on a daily basis but they've been collecting it in their pants for the entire year and just kind of (laughs) dropping it as they walk through the door yeah (laughs) so i mean as far as the licensing goes in in bc do you have to do a four-year apprenticeship i do yes okay and the demand for schooling out here seems to be very high we have two trade schools in this area for our province, actually. Um, and the wait, the wait list is so long. I was on a wait list or waiting for my my level one in February this year for about a, a year and a half. And then while we're at school, they'll register you for the next level. And the next available session for my class was November of 2021. 
So there's quite a bit of a wait, a delay between times when you can actually take your your schooling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll probably be 45 by the time I'm qualified. <laughs> Better late <laughs> well, that, than never. <laughs> that's actually a good sign that if if there's the wait times are long, that means more and more people are starting to come into the trade. That's what I'm thinking, but I'm also hearing a lot from um, like small business owners here that they they just can't find people like employees they can't find them and they can't keep them and i can't imagine that everyone coming out of school is starting their own business so i don't know where the 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 talent is yeah that that's you know you know what that's that's kind of a a good question is where's the talent because i get messages all the time from from younger kids that are starting out and like i get a ton of messages from from them um but then i see it on the other side where companies are struggling to find a good quality technician. If they lose a technician, they want a, a good quality one back and they're having problems finding them. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that gap thing. So I think that my, my prediction is in five to 10 years, we're going to have a ton of good quality people in, in the industry. But right now it's hard to find because a lot of them are coming in because we've been promoting the trades yes. so well over the last three or four years. It's Everywhere you look, it's skilled trades, skilled trades, skilled trades, and people are actually following suit and they're they're going for the skilled trades. But I think we started those promotions a bit late, yeah. and that's why we've got this big, huge gap with no real skill and quality in the middle, right? Right. Now. Yeah. And even like your your guest the other day, I think was his name Dennis. He he actually changed his career. He he had a, a degree and he he swapped careers. So. I think that the trades are becoming more, uh, what am I trying to say? It's, yeah, it's more attractive these days. Yeah, I th- that's, um, I guess that was Matt. Matt changed careers. Matt went to university and he yes, changed that's, careers. Yes, that's who I'm thinking. Yeah, Matt, Matt Showers. He's actually renamed himself. Um, what did he name, rename himself? <laughs> Oh yeah, man. Oh, yeah. gra- grammarian or something. Yes, yes, yes. We're we're buddies on Instagram. He loves he loves to correct all of my spelling mistakes. <laughs> so <Love it. laughs> so yeah, he he made uh he went to university and, and, and made a switch as well um later on in, in his life. And there's a lot of people that are doing that these days because because again of, of the promotions of the skilled trades and they're seeing what other technicians out there are, are doing um, on a daily basis, how much money they can make and mm-hmm. potentially owning their own company one day. Yeah. Yeah. And with the landscape of what's happening with COVID now, I just, I'm not sure if you can rely on a university degree anymore, you know? Yeah. I, I've been thinking that you can't rely on a university degree for a very long time, mm-hmm. to, to be honest with you, because I know people that have went to university and have done nothing with what they went to university for. They've gotten jobs, but not what they went to university for. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I'm like, did you really need to spend all that money to, to get a job doing what you're doing? No, you probably didn't. Um, but that's the path that people have taken. And I think it's just some bad guidance in the past oh, because it has been, it's been pushed on, on people and they didn't know any better. So and I like <laughs> there's a university there's a university course out there um, that I know of that somebody had told me about and it's it's a Harry Potter course and you can get your 
your uh, your bachelor's degree in Harry Potter. And I'm no. like, really? How is that going to help you in life? Ex- exactly. And, unless it's, you're exactly. maybe designing a theme park or something. How? <laughs> okay. So what's next? What's next for you? So you want to continue to push forward and get in your license. And I'm sure that you want to go get your gas license. And I, when I was talking... Um, to uh geez i'm my memory is is terrible when i was talking to to jonathan a while back there he's in alberta and he was saying that the gas is like gas a and b is that how it is in bc as well or is it different yeah yeah that's right here as well so i'll probably just get my b ticket which is the same as what my brother has Mm -hmm. um, because we really want to focus more on the refrigeration side of things. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and obviously rooftop units and stuff like that, that's kind of bread and butter stuff that we'll definitely take. But refrigeration is really where we, that's where my dad is has expertise. And I think we'd like to follow suit. I, so, I enjoy refrigeration as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the B ticket will allow us to replace um, rooftop units and such, but mm-hmm. not not much more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's if you're mainly refrigeration, because I know a friend of mine is, is in refrigeration. That's all he does. And he doesn't have a gas mm-hmm. license whatsoever. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't need it because that's all he just just supermarkets day in, day out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I myself really enjoy the refrigeration side of things. I just don't like going into some of the, the low temp boxes. Like I was in one the other day it's a plasma freezer and it's like minus 32 degrees C in there. Mm. And it's, it's not fun. Right. I mean, it's, it's difficult to work in those conditions. Honestly, it, it, it is. So, but you enjoy it though. I wouldn't say I enjoy that particular part. <laughs> I'm the same as you, Gary. I get cold really quickly and things don't want to work. My little fingers don't want to work. <laughs> um, but luckily, we don't go into too many of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what sort of refrigeration are you doing then? If you're not doing a lot of low temp stuff, what kind of stuff are you focusing on? We actually, we service quite a few uh, movie catering trucks. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, lots of movie catering um and then a few manufacturers around here. We've got a pasta manufacturer and uh, people that make gluten-free pizza dough for Panago and uh, stuff like that. And then, of course, just your little coffee shops, your display coolers and reaching freezers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you do really see yourself following through and, and getting full-on ticketed and licensed up and, and, and just really getting a grasp of the business and taking over, right? That's that's, really that's your goal right now? Yes. Right now, that's definitely my goal. And even if I, even if I don't continue in the field, once I'm, I'm, I've got some years in front of me still, but I think once I, I'm a little bit older, I could probably find, find a different place for me. But I really want to be qualified. I want to have that qualification behind me. I want to know what's going on. Even if I'm not doing the physical work myself, if I'm managing people, I need to know mm-hmm. that they're doing a good job, right? I need to, I need to have that knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. If, if you're going to stick with this trade and own a company one day, then yeah, you're going to need to have that knowledge. So, as far as being a female in the trade, and I've asked this to all the other females that come on to the podcast, yeah, what 
are you facing any challenges? Like just simple things like go walking into a supplier or calling a supplier mm-hmm. or, or walking into the customer and saying, yeah, I'm here to do whatever. Are you, are you facing any challenges in, in that way? I feel like I've been very lucky. I haven't okay. found a lot of adversity. I think the, the most common place is on the phone when you're with a supplier and uh-huh. they ask you a question that even the, the technician wouldn't know because, you know, you didn't take that note down or whatever. And then it's, oh, it's like, oh, well, they, you need to ask the technician. And I'm like, I was there. I am the technician. I was there. So I would say o- over the phone has been the most, but everyone has been super nice. Our suppliers around here, all, they all know me now. So mm-hmm. they're, they're all friendly and, and great. Um but I do find sometimes, <laughs> I do find sometimes that people want to help me carry things, <laughs> which I have to laugh at. I'm like, yeah, I've got this. Thinking, well, I'll carry your tool bag, your tool bag for you. No, no, I got this. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, every yeah, every every one has been great. Um, I have a few personal challenges just because I'm a smaller person, mm-hmm. um, and I am worried about you know, not having the strength to do certain things. And mm-hmm. I have trouble, you know, my brother will swoop in and he'll just, you know, do it really quickly. And I, I get frustrated because I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that by myself when I'm on my own. Yeah. So, so I'm going to the gym every day and I'm working on it, but I have my own limitations. Yeah. And that's what I, that's one of the things I was going to ask you is you, you seem to, um, at least on your Instagram page, look like you're, you're a bit of a health freak. <laughs> with with what you're eating and and working out and and did I see a picture of you doing some like yoga or something like that too? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do yoga. Well, what I've learned from COVID actually, I go to a an infrared heated workout studio and yeah. they were closed over COVID obviously. And so I haven't I hadn't worked out for about 3 months and the the toll it took on my mental health was incredible. I turned into not a nice person. <laughs> um, so, yeah, even the physical aspect of it definitely helps to build a bit of muscle and stamina. But yep. I do it for the mentalness, for sure, the mental health part of it. Oh, yeah. Working out really, really helps um, body and mind. Because oh, yeah. I mean, the, I used the decision making and the reactions and everything—it's it's all part of it. Yeah, I I used to be heavy into working out, or not like heavy weightlifting or anything, but just being um, a person that liked going to the gym and exercising and stuff like that. And I was actually like, there's there's one building that I go to that has these. It's it's a really big warehouse, and the sections are divided up, and the sections. Um, on the roof, they have these dividing walls that are about three and a half feet high. Uh huh. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm 41, and I'm and I'm like, when I was when I was 18, I could run and hurdle these things. Now, now yeah. I gotta like pick my leg up and move it over <laughs> near, <laughs> over top. So I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm wondering if yoga would would help me in in that situation. Absolutely, it would. <laughs> I used to play soccer, and I used to stretch all the time so like stretching was was something that i was very very adamant about i would show mm-hmm. up half an hour or to 45 45 minutes early and stretch for literally 15 to 20 minutes that's all i would yeah. do yeah right and i've always been adamant about stretching 
my muscles. And I haven't done any of that in a long time Mm -hmm. because I haven't been in the gym since probably December, just before COVID hit. And I used to stretch at the gym too, but I'm thinking that um, as I get older and a lot of techs out there, as they get older, I think maybe stretching should be something that we implement if you want to keep the longevity of continuing to work in the field anyway. Definitely. Because honestly, sometimes the, the way that you have to contort sometimes to fit your head into a ceiling space, yoga will help. Oh, yeah. That's that's my number one pet peeve is, is trying to get up into a ceiling space yep. and, and bend your body all around to, to get up to where you got to go. So yeah, 100% <laughs> yoga would help with that for sure. Give it a try. <laughs> yeah. So before we, we kind of head out, I, I wanted to see if you had any sort of um, insight or or maybe some some motivational um, words for any other women or, or just apprentices in general that are, are wanting to get into the field. I would say if you have that inkling for it, go for it and start start early. <laughs> um the tr- it is a very male dominated industry for sure it still is but don't let that sway you there are some wonderful people in the industry that will help you and support you there's so much to learn it's this industry is challenging and rewarding i don't know whoever says the trade the trades is the easy way out is has never gone into the trades because mm-hmm. We're faced with challenges every single day. We're using our mental capacity, our physical capacity, and I, I love it. The, the The feeling of reward that you get, you know, after an installation, something that wasn't there before you, and now it's professional and it works, It's it feels really good. Yeah, it definitely does. You feel, you, <clears throat> you feel like rewarded after a day in, in the in the trades, if you've accomplished something, you've helped somebody like leaving, leaving a customer site and now they're cool or, or they're warm or you've saved their product from, yes. from, from going bad because you fixed their cooler in time. I mean, that, that's a rewarding feeling because you've Absolutely. helped somebody and, and they appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. In the dead right. of summer, when the, when the AC is not working, you show up, you're the hero. <laughs> oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So is there any, other um like are you in touch with any other female techs within the industry like through instagram or any other groups or anything like that yeah you know the in, the instagram hvac community is is so cool it's so cool to be part of it um there are definitely a few ladies that i follow one of them particularly is a uh, nerdy nerdy girl mechanic she's uh, got a, a new set of stickers come out which i'm waiting for in the mail <laughs> And then, of course, Hannah, you know. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hannah. Hannah, um, Hannah's also invited to come onto the podcast, and we're just trying to get, get a date together. Oh, fantastic. I think she's going to be a, an excellent guest. I can't wait to listen to her story because I, I think she's so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, some of, the, some of the old stuff that she finds. Yeah, out, super out in, cool. Out, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool, and... and um, I can't wait to talk to her either. I mean, I've, I think you're probably the fifth or sixth female guest we've had on the podcast, but I need to start getting some more on because every time I turn around, there's like another female popping up on Instagram or, or, or Facebook for, for a trade. And, yeah. and I, I watch out in 10 years. 
I mean, you guys are going to be, you guys are going to be all over the place. <laughs> taking <laughs> over. To reckon with. <laughs> yeah, taking over. But exactly. okay, so I mean, thank you for your time, Jess. It's been an honor talking to you and um, good luck in, in, in what you're yeah, doing. And, you. and I, and, and I think you're going to be, you have the mindset to be successful and, and obviously you, you've, you've been led by your father to be patient and, and stuff like that. So you guys are going to, you guys are going to kick some ass. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Gary. Yeah. Not a problem. So you have a great night. Yeah. Thanks so much. So how many people have we talked to now that has been in one position, like a job or a career and switched it up and moved over to the trades, HVAC especially. That's, that's been a few people now. And this seems to be a growing trend these days. And I hope it continues. So thank you, Jess, for getting on and talking to us and, and revealing your story for us. That was, that was awesome. And I just want to leave you guys with something. Refrigerant burns, and we've talked about this before on the podcast. We had a, a whole episode about um, refrigerant dangers, I guess, I, I believe was the title and Kevin Gleason was on and talked about his, his, uh, his friend that passed away, um, from breathing in refrigerant. Be careful when you're out there. When I was an apprentice, I took a cap off a line up in a ceiling space. And when I took that cap off, there was no Schrader core behind and refrigerant, liquid refrigerant just started blowing out at me. This was in an office. It was in a ceiling space of an office. And I don't know why, um, they had they had put the the condensing unit of a ductless split up there. I don't know why they put it in the ceiling space, but anyway, because it was in an office, I was trying to put this cap back on. And what had happened after is I sustained so much refrigerant burn on my fingers that about two minutes after it happened, the pain was excruciating. One mistake I made was I put my my hand under hot water because they were so cold and that made the pain like instantly double. Okay. My fingers blew up into blisters and I couldn't put my hands in my pockets for a couple of weeks. So be very, very careful. Wear gloves if you can. And if it happens where it just starts blowing out, don't try to be a hero because you're going to hurt yourself. Just let it go. That, that would be my advice to you. Just let it go. So anyway, guys, I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.